Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. body spray, your Bath and Body Works Country Apple, and your CK1 or 2. It's a strongly scented episode of Fat Mascara. Jen, what topics do we have? Tell us. Um, we finally got invited to a Pat McGrath Labs launch. They love us. They really love us. And we will tell you everything, give you behind the scenes scoop. Then, beauty advice. 
take it or leave it. Jess has some strong thoughts. And we're gonna round it out with sunscreen. If your makeup has SPF, do you actually need another sunscreen? Also, we have a very special guest here today. Fragrance legend Anne Gottlieb is here, and she has basically created a sense in every corner of the world, from the supermarket to Bergdorf Goodman. Anne, we're so excited you're here. I felt like a child at Christmas last Tuesday when we arrived together at the Pat McGrath <laughs> event at the Dream t the Dream Hotel downtown. In case you guys don't know, like, we know about Pat McGrath Labs, but, like, either somebody else from work went to the event, or honestly, when she first launched, we didn't get invited, and we felt very sad. But Jess and I both scored invites to Pat McGrath Labs, hashtag 004, pound 004, her newest launch. Jess, what is she launching first so people can know, okay. and then we'll set the scene. These lip kits come with two lipsticks which in the and lipsticks are these like beautiful long skinny matte lipsticks that don't go on like gross scary matte but like cushy delicious suede like matte mm -hmm. and then it also comes with like a special effect so either um a gloss yeah. or a red glitter red for the red one red glitter for the red ones or a beautiful nude glitter like a goldish nude glitter yeah, for the nude ones pigment. and then there's this amazing gold pigment which i can't even describe it's like molten gold it was everything i wanted it to be we were in the little hotel and we're all sitting around and i felt like it was like a nightclub and she waltzed in actually she didn't waltz i feel like she, she might had have a cane a, she had a cane which she might have i felt sorry for her because she really she injured her acl but i mean oh you got the story i didn't know why well, she had everyone a cane. knows she injured her acl I it's like hot healed. fashion news sorry um but she looked my like darlings, my my darlings. I can't do it like she does it. She looked like a mob boss it was coming over with her like cane and her like black and outfit. And now let me describe to you what Jess looked like. Can I? Must I was do. sitting next to her. I looked over, and there was a huge vein that like appeared on her forehead. Later, she goes, oh, "That's that's what happens when I get really nervous. Like you were nervous. Or excited. Or, like or it's my excited? emotion vein. Okay. Well, you. She was not the only one. What did you notice about the other editors? jaded editors which just had their mouths open basically eating out of pat's hand i did come away with like one interesting thing that i never knew about one of her secrets and i'm so glad i know mm. she's very famous for doing this gold lame drippy lip and you're like how does she get a gold lip to look like that so the key and you'll be able to do it when the kit comes out i think it's called lust um is you don't mix together the gold pigment with the product. She puts on the gloss, then she puts a pile of the gold powder pigment next to it, and she blows the pigment over the gloss. It was like fairy It was like dust. Harry Potter shit. Yeah, yeah, and also she's a magician. And that coats the gloss with the gold pigment, and she did it a couple times, and each time it would get higher and higher, and it looks less muddy than if you were to mix the pigment and the gloss together. Yes. I also was thinking, how would you do that to yourself? I don't, yeah, like, this is, like, really an arts and crafts kit. Wait, one more thing I want to say. Oh, a couple yeah. other observations that are just coming back to me now. Yes. You know how, like, people stroll in? The event started at 10. People sometimes stroll in 10, 15. Some editors, like, really, you know, push, and they're like, I'll show up at 10, 25. It'll be fine. Yeah. I was there at 10 sharp, or like 9.55. We were all seated waiting for Pat at, like, 10. We were lined up. Yeah, lined up like like children on, like, a school trip. Okay, we sat down. The show started at like 10.02. Some girl comes in at like 
we all like scowled at her. <laughs> I know her too. Right? Yeah. Scowled at her. How dare you do right? that to Pat? <laughs> Never seen this before in my life. Yeah. Not even like at a Chanel event. Yeah. Because she's special. It, it, the, the reverence was crazy. Anyway, we're part of the club now. It, we, were, we felt like we were like the sad stepsisters that never get invited. And now we can fully say her products are freaking good. Touched like, by the hand of Pat. So, Jen, yes. recently my confidence was shaken. There was a very big-time brow expert that I met with recently. And I love brows, thin brows, thick brows, all brows. And I was like, I'm so excited that I finally get to meet with this person. And he said to me, he was like, really nice brows, really nice brows. But, and then in like this very diplomatic, sort of media-trained way, he told me, like, why they suck. <gasps> he really... You know, I was kind of surprised, and he gave me all these, like, really logical reasons, and, like, you know, do you notice how this celebrity's brows are like this, and, like, why your brow is, like, 85 degrees the wrong way, and, like, you know, kind of like a math equation, like, why, you know, I've been walking around looking like he said I'm from the 90s, and... Which are so hot right now. (laughs) So hot right now. And Wait, but I love your brows. You always get good comments on your brows. Thank you. I liked my brows too until that day. And I and I went <laughs> I went home and I was like, oh God, he's right. And I started like thinking about different ways to do them. And for a couple of days I was kind of embarrassed, like, wow, like I look really out of fashion, really out of date. I've been seeing the same brow person for 13 years. And I was thinking, like, what else am I doing wrong? You know, my clothes, you questioned my hair. your whole existence. Yeah, and I was just like, you know. I, I guess I should just need to start asking other experts, like, what else I can fix about myself. Right. And I just, then I was, like, thinking about it a little further, and I talked to my boyfriend about it, and he was like, whatever, that's just, like, what he thinks. Like, that's what he likes. Like, like opinion. Yeah, that's just, he probably likes, you know, a brow that does that. Like, he was just kind of, like, shrugging off, like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, I could tell <laughs> he was just, like, I freaking had it with this conversation. Luckily, you have a beauty podcast. Yes, So we can exactly. get back into it. Yes, exactly. So what, what did, so how did you feel? Like, how'd you get over, did you so get over it? Did yeah, because then, then I thought about it, I was like, you know what, if I ask someone else, they're going to have a different opinion. I know this whole conversation seems really navel-gazing, but it made me think it's experts. They're not actually – people call them beauty experts. They're people who have an informed opinion. But, like, mm-hmm. you have an opinion about something. I have an opinion about something. Mm-hmm. We'll ask another beauty editor. They'll have it's, – it's really just their taste. It's their aesthetic. Yeah. So when you ask someone, whether it's us or your hairstylist or you read it in a magazine, like – it, it is not like and that it is written. Like if you talk to someone and you feel like crappy about yourself after, yeah, I almost feel like d- discount it or like take a beat. Do you like this about yourself? Because I actually really like my brows. And but but it, there is something about beauty experts because I feel like people always ask me like, is my fine are my lashes the right color or not is this lipstick good on me or not it's not always like a right and wrong answer and I think some people are like intimidated by beauty and they think they sit down at the counter and the woman's word is bond and she knows but like you could go to another counter and that woman could have a completely different take on it so it's the same with like fashion why with fashion are we okay with like oh they just didn't like my dress but with beauty it's like it's wrong exactly there are no wrong answers like what if like 
Cara Delevingne, like some, I'm sure someone would look at her. I mean, I'm no Cara Delevingne, but so look at her and say, you know, your brows are like real thick. You should probably trim those babies up. She might look like a, a totally different, different person. Per- or yeah. like Amy Winehouse, I mean, like, you know, weird example, but her eyeliner like did not look good, but it looked good for her. You know, right. like it's, I think kind of be happy with your own style, you know? Yeah. Don't take someone's advice be like, this sucks about me. I need to go fix it. Take a minute, listen to see if you like this about yourself, and then think about changing it. But don't go around like to experts being like, should I do this? And then run and go do it so quickly. I'm so glad to know that you, even as an expert yourself, have that feeling, which I feel like a lot of women get when they talk about beauty. So be less intimidated by people like us. Exactly. <laughs> don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Experts are not always the expert. Where sunscreen if i could offer you only one tip for the future sunscreen would be it the long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists i will dispense this advice now so yes we've concluded that some Enjoy things are very opinion based so let's get some science. Actually, everybody, listen to us right now. We have a real tip. It's based on a question we get all the time from Twitter, from Instagram, in real life. Women wear makeup with SPF in it, like their foundation or their powder, or even blushes have it now. And they want to know, do I have to wear sunscreen on top? Don't you get this question all the time? All the time. Like, okay, I want to see what I want to hear what you say first, because I did a little research, obviously. So I always say you need a separate one, and then people be like, but what if it's in my tinted moisturizer? Right. And that, I, f- I can understand, is a little tricky. Like today, I put on a tinted moisturizer. Which feels like a sunscreen. Feels like a sunscreen, but I don't Isn't it just sunscreen with a little color <laughs> is what I'm imagining people are thinking. But you, you kind of need, like, a lot of it. Right. I don't. So I put in a lot of it, and then I looked like little extra <laughs> wait <laughs> extra moisturized then it's like a clay mask on your face yeah, yeah. but you bring up a really good point which it's is, confusing it's super confusing it's really confusing so what i think people don't realize is to get an spf number the company has to submit their findings to the fda of how much uv light they, they reflect. And they do that by following these really specific rules that the FDA lay out of how much product needs to be spread over what square area. So I think it's something like 1.3 milligrams of product per square centimeter. I don't have the exact. That's about it. Um, but just to let you know, it's like a coating. Like if I don't, I can't think I of what I feel like you need a lab coat right now and I like know, a pocket sorry. protector. But, but I've seen it in action. I ha- I've like, I forget what event it was. They were showing how you test for SPF. Wow. It's like a, it's like an Elmer's gluey kind of layer. Like if it was glue, you would see white. So even if it's a tinted sunscreen or a foundation or a blush or a powder, it still has to go through those same rules. So they're putting on the tinted, um, sorry, tinted moisturizer, the same as the sunscreen to get that mm. SPF rating. If you put on, like, a thick coating like that of blush or makeup or whatever to get the correct SPF that's listed on there, you'd look like a freaking clown. (laughs) Like, logically, technically, yes, it has SPF 30, but that's when it's layered on like you would layer on Elmer's glue or sunscreen. Right, right, right. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. Yeah. I always put sunscreen on before makeup. Right, me too. Always before, yeah. Right. Like, as your base. And then start putting on makeup and it's like a nice bonus if it has SPF but don't think that that is going to be your SPF. Right and there's plenty of, of sunscreens now that are formulated for your face like primers so they don't make your makeup pill on top. So which one do you use? 
I I switch between a couple. I like Dermalogica's ultra sensitive tint. It has SPF 30, but they're like a skincare brand, so it's yeah. like it's not makeup, it's skincare. And then Coppertone. Have you tried their Clearly Sheer? line it's really I good it. I like the body so I got the clearly sheer faces it's almost like a primer and it's really good it's like seven bucks and yeah. that's SPF 30 as well which if I didn't say all the derms always say SPF 30 minimum minimum this SPF 15 business isn't cutting it what about you do you have a favorite like everyday facial sunscreen most days I do keel super multi-corrective cream with SPF 30 is like, that the shaky shaky one no it's not the shaky shaky it's um <laughs> It's just like a beautiful anti-aging cream. It um, smooths, lifts, and firms. Right. And then I was so happy when they started doing a SPF 30. I think they started that a and year And do you put it ago. on like you would put on sunscreen? Like you slather it on? Oh, I slather it on. Okay. It's, it's my day cream. Like it's, it's, it. it's a great moisturizer. And it, like I totally noticed a difference in my skin when I started using it. But if I start feeling like I'm having a little bit of a breakout, I go with the Elta MD Clear. Oh, that's good stuff. Because that has an anti-acne ingredient in it it's like much better for acneic skin yeah. but that's just kind of once in a while mostly yeah. i do the keels i feel like we're probably gonna have to answer this question eight more times this year which is fine by me i'll say it again and again but there's your answer people you do need sunscreen with your makeup Anne Gottlieb. Anne Gottlieb has studied fragrance under her mentor Estee Lauder, as in the Estee Lauder. Later, she founded her own company, Anne Gottlieb Associates, in 1983, developing top-selling scents for everyone from Marc Jacobs to Dior to Calvin Klein, and some scents that you can find right in the grocery store, like Axe, Dove, and she's also known as Princess of the Pits. Take that, Calvin Klein. <laughs> Thank you, Anne, for being here. Oh, it's terrific to be here. I Thanks, feel like Jim. now you have to explain Princess of the Pits. What does that mean? One of the highlights of my career is I develop slews of deodorants and that are sold all over the world. And so I have intimacy with armpits because of that. I love it. Like the fragrance, like what, if I go get Dove and I want completely bare or powder yeah, fresh. that's... Says, That's part of your yep, consultancy so you, gig. Yeah. You did the Dove deodorant that I'm wearing right now? Yep, I did. It's really nice. I love that. And Dove also Degree. Are you familiar with that one? Sure. Yes, I am. And women's and men's. And so, and Axe, of course, has a lot of, in addition to just being a body spray, they have a lot of um, really good stuff for under the arms. I, I've sniffed many an Axe pit. That's I, right. I See? Maybe, but maybe we should back up and yeah, <laughs> before let's back we get up. into we gotta, we're, Okay, we're going to get back to the pits. So everyone just like hang tight because I know you have a lot of questions. I am like riveted. But okay, let's get back to what you do with breast hacks. You were described as a professional nose. What does that mean? Well, I'm a different kind of nose than a perfumer who is also called a nose. Um, I am much more of a creative nose in that I develop fragrances, but I do not actually sit in a lab and mix them. Um, I am the liaison or the translator of one, an image of a designer or a concept from a company, and I translate those into scent. So you can speak both marketing people language, regular people in the store language, and then talk about molecules with perfumers? 
You have just summed up my career and my life better than anyone else I have ever Woo-hoo, heard. Seriously, that's exactly what I do. Okay. Well, what a fun job yeah. that is. It is How did you fabulous. Get into this? Accident, accident. Um, I started, as you mentioned before, at Lauder. She was the one who truly recognized that I had a um, above-average sense of smell and nurtured me, taught me. And um, it was because of Estee, really, that my career is um, what it is. Uh, and since then, um, I've just followed it, followed my nose, um, as they say. Love it. Right. How, how does one find out they have an above-average sense of smell? Would you, like, know what people had for lunch in the cubicle, like, a room over? How I do you... now, actually. Okay. Um, I never was aware, really, that I did. But... The way that Estee developed fragrances was a little bit bizarre, but um, she would go and take it and pour them on people, walk around the office and get their responses. Mm -hmm. And I was young, didn't know really what I was doing, so I gave her honest answers, which apparently people didn't. They would tell her, oh, I love it, when they didn't necessarily love it. And I told her what I really thought, and it grew into something that was a really important relationship for me. And how does it work now, since you're a consultant now and you'll work with all sorts of different companies can you sort of like walk us through what that process is like like does a Marc Jacobs come to you and is like I see polka dots almost actually almost Um, designers especially are certainly very visual people and most of them don't really like normal fragrances I'm sure that none of them really wear their own fragrances at all Um, and he is Marc specifically is an extraordinarily creative guy, but creative in knowing what he wants in every aspect of the mix. With fragrance, he'll smell it, but he sort of leaves us, um, he blesses it, but he sort of leaves us because we've had a really good track record with him. So what will, like, a process, like, take us behind the curtain, like, you know, you meet Mark, and you say, like, okay, you know, what are you thinking for, you know, next year? Will he take you into his house, or will you go through the showroom and he'll show you? It, what What does that creative process look like? It's done with him in a design in his design studio in the office. Mm-hmm. And what's so terrific about him is that in order for him to do a new project, he needs to know a lot about it, and his knowledge and vision of it is what helps me know how it should smell. So in the case of Decadence, which was our latest, um, Divine Decadence actually is a flanker for it, which is just about coming out now. Um, He knew it was going to be green. That's a very powerful aspect to helping me because color um, is a key factor in how the fragrance should be structured. Um, if it's a green package, the fragrance should suggest green. And so that was one important thing. The fact that it was decadent and that it was going to be very different than his portfolio of flowers and sunshine and happiness um, and that he was going into a completely different way also helped me because he was interested in going darker and richer and having um, a lot more um, depth to the fragrance. It's almost like he's giving you clues and you have to like figure out what yeah, the exactly. result is. Yeah, exactly. But he's great with the clues. I don't think that he does that deliberately. It's just because he is so um, out there and obvious with what he's doing, it's easy for me to take a lesson um, 
in terms of what the fragrance should smell like. But then how do you, you know all these perfumers who work for all these different fragrance houses, so is it like you have a Rolodex of people and you're like, oh, I need something that speaks to green but also uses gourmand notes, but that, and then you know the perfumer off the top of your head that you should go to, or do you put it out to a bunch of different perfumers? The latter. And it, it's really even more so a bunch of different fragrance houses. Mm-hmm. And, and what are those for people who might not know? Um, they are the actual... Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, everyone... I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there. 
when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Companies, usually they're a combination of flavors and fragrances and that these companies make. Names like Ferminish, names like International Flavors and Fragrances, Givadon, those are the, the top three. Mm-hmm. And they have um, scores of perfumers. And I'm fortunate enough because the, the brands that I work on and the fragrances that I do become volume, big volume fragrances, everybody is eager to work on them. So um, at the beginning, many different perfumers work on them. And I personally choose not to know who they are because uh, I'm biased. There are no flowers sent to your office? or Yeah. And also I know, not because of that as much, but I know there are some that I love, some that I think are extraordinarily talented, and some that I don't really respect as much. But they are very capable of doing something that's wonderful. So they send you vial. If it's good, it's, it's so good. Exactly. You don't care. So I am, I look at everything blind from each house in terms of perfumers. And it's only when I start really working something that I work intimately with the specific perfumer. Do you think you're unique in that way, or does everyone work that way? This kind of blind That is such testing. a great question. It's a mixed bag because there are people who only will work with certain perfumers. Sometimes I think that there's a validity to it. Sometimes I think it's um, a little bit of an affectation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that you get the best as a result of that because you limit yourself to just a small, it's, it's like having an orchestra. And if you think about it um, and you think about perfumers as musicians, um, the bigger the number of people that you use, the greater the orchestra can be in terms of what you're going to see in terms of, from submissions and from different kinds of fragrances. Right. The example you gave was uh, Mark Jacobs, and obviously he's a creative visionary, so he was a little bit easier to work with. Have you ever had a client come to you, and it could be a celebrity, I know there was a huge celebrity moment for like the last decade, that just didn't have a clue about fragrance, and it was like really difficult for you to get in their head and try and figure out what the hell they wanted? No. Um, in, What's in, like some of the tactics Let me you tell use? you why, yeah. and then I'll tell you what some of the problems are mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. The reason that it's not is because what I do is I translate an image into scent. And 
what I, has served me well career-wise is that once I, I understand who a celebrity is, which is not difficult to do, because I see that person as a fan, as certainly not with what this person loves personally. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm able to develop a fragrance that represents to the public what he or she represents as a celebrity. Mm. Not what they might like to wear in their own Which home. is where it gets tricky mm. because the designers and celebrities that have been the most successful have allowed the creators me being one of them in specific cases, to translate who they are, not to have to take what they like and to then take that and make a fragrance out of something that could be obscure. Because if that's the case, usually they're fragrances that they found under the, the bridge in Florence, and it's this little <laughs> bottle of oil yes. that doesn't even have a name on it, because nobody likes something that exists. Of course not. They right. don't. They want to be an individual. Right. Exactly. So, um, and then there are tricky ones because there are. There's a celebrity that I worked with who will remain nameless, who has the most wonderful, girly, adorable image, and she loved scents that smelled very masculine. So we could not guess get anything that had flowers past her, and it. But that's what her fans probably think of when they... You bet they do. See. Did it take some coercing, um, or did they get it pretty quickly? No. She it made a happened. fragrance that it never, never sold. <laughs> no. never happened. Hmm. So that probably was, like, not necessarily one of your biggest hits. Right. But what have been some of the fragrances that people, our listeners might know, that you've worked on? The, obviously, the Marc Jacobs ones we just discussed. Um, I've done all of Calvin Klein's fragrances from Obsession, which was the first, to now. Eternity, CK1, everything, C everything, wow. Everything, euphoria, all of them. How did you connect with Calvin? That was another really good story. <laughs> um, I was working, it was my last corporate job, and I was working at Ralph Lauren before it was sold to L'Oreal. And the head of sales came to me one day and she said, what do you think about the idea of starting your own business? Because if you could consult for Ralph... We are, I'm, I'm leaving here, and I'm going to work for a little company, $9 million company, that has as much debt as it has sales, but we really think that, that a fragrance will get them off the ground. So, uh, again, who knew what I was doing? My husband, at the time, had an income that would allow me to go off and start a business, and it turned out to be Calvin. The little, this, this yeah. little $9 million company. And the first fragrance was Obsession. And so that fashion business might not even be where it is today if it weren't for that fragrance? Um, needless to say... Don't be it's humble. Such a good point. Needless to say, the fragrance business for Calvin funded a lot for him. I, an awareness. A lot. For sure, an awareness. And those fragrances... You know the business. Do you remember times when... Fragrances were as um, iconic and, and big and popular, and, and people would wait for the next Calvin Klein launch. What is he going to do? Yeah. The ad, I mean, the ads made them. Oh, they were fabulous. So Absolutely fabulous. Did you, um, you know, when the, I mean, obviously, like, the Obsession ads were really sexy, the less scandalous, but the Christy Turlington, like, beautiful Eternity ads and escape ads. 
But the CK1 was, I mean, anyone who's listening to this can immediately think of those beautiful androgynous, very cool, I mean, beautiful is probably not the perfect word, just very cool, emblematic of the early 90s, those ads. Um, Did you see that coming? How at all. Absolutely. You know what? One of the questions that you had asked me is something to the effect of, you know, if something's going to be a success. There is no way, no way in hell that you can predict whether or not a fragrance is going to be a success. And you can do everything that you think is right. It's almost analogous to to the theater where you go through, I mean, with the films, too, yeah. the same kind of thing, where you can have the best people involved and the best agencies and the best everything, and it looks like it's going to be terrific. And even you take it to Macy's, and Macy's says, I love it, it's fabulous. And then, pfft, it bombs. What did the retailers say when they saw the ads with, like, came off? It was a new, different time. Now the retailers are part of the launch package and if they don't like what you're doing it, they don't they won't launch it it was so different so you had more freedom back then oh yes because you ruled the roost people would clamor for these fragrances yeah. because they were instant just instant successes that that's long gone the industry will never be when we told some of our friends that we were going to be interviewing you today a lot of people said oh god perfume it's so like intimidating or hard to understand or I don't even know where to start like there's obsessives like Jess and I happen to be we really enjoy fragrance but then there's like this there's not really a middle ground then there's another group of women that like they get one for a gift and they're like okay put it on but they're scared by fragrance what do you say to a customer like that like where do you start when you now you know it's all marketing and like do you just start sniffing everything what are some of your like Here's how to shop for fragrance for a newbie. If somebody's <laughs> very insecure about fragrance and doesn't know what to wear, they have to find a safe, comfortable environment in which to try it on and buy it. Because and that's not that's a place not the like department. That's yeah. right. It is not, and it's not a place where somebody would sell you anything. Um, it also a good place really to experiment with fragrance is Sephora because people leave you alone there. But you still have to have some degree of confidence in order to go there. And what you should do is go with a friend. Mm-hmm. If you are not comfortable making decisions like that on your own, take a friend with you. And you should never buy something until you've worn it and you know how it lives with you. What about in the drugstore in the Mass Channel? We talked briefly at the beginning about you being the, the princess of pits. What was right. it? Yeah. <laughs> so when you approach a project for like, hey, this is Dove deodorant, and they need three smells for their new deodorant, yeah. how do you do that different? Like it's not Marc Jacobs handing you like a, like a collage of beautifulness. Like where do you start when you're doing a more mass fragrance that will be used in like a personal care product? I love doing those products. I love scenting soaps and deodorants. I do. Because... What you have to do with those fragrances is not only make them smell attractive, but they have to cue the brand, they have to cue the function of what they're performing. You have to smell a Dove fragrance and know that this is going to be kind to you. Oh, like sensitivity so is like a sensitivity, character. gentleness. That it, Dove is all about moisture and, and nutrition hmm. for your skin. And so the fragrances can't just be pretty fragrances. They have to cue the brand at the same time as they are feminine and interesting and um, Q 
cue the function of the specific, the specific product that it's in. Comfort. And if you think what about it. What are some it, notes that well, do I'll that? Tell yeah. you, and think about this. For a body wash, let's say look at Dove as a line, a complete line. So when you shower and you want a really wonderful shower experience, you want something that when you walk into that shower is going to just bloom and make you feel that you're in someplace special. So you have to build a fragrance where the top notes of that fragrance, when they hit the water, just sort of explode in a way that's very cocooning. Right. And so even if it's a fruity, there's a new Dove fragrance coming out that's a pear that is so delicious, I can't wait for you to try it. Um, and once, once I get samples, I'll send them to both of you. Yeah. And so it's got this bright, wonderful pear, fresh pear on top. But because it's Dove, it, it journeys into this sort of cocooning yumminess that you feel is good for your skin. So you're using it, and it has this sensual, fun aspect to it, but it also makes you feel that you're treating and using something that's good for you. What kind of feedback do you get on Axe? That's like oh a very God. sexy, such a fun, terrific product brand. for guys, isn't it? I feel like there's a whole like host of images there and are. connotations with Axe, right? It's also, I've been doing Axe fragrances for 23 years, and it's remarkable to me because here I am uh, as Axe's mother, and, <laughs> and it's created for, you know, pubescent teenagers. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's great. Getting and again, this is you, to the marketing question that you asked before. Once you can get into the heads of the consumers that you are creating for, coupled with the brand, that's what you do. That's what I do, and that's why I'm lucky to, to hit bullseyes as much as I do. I want to know, like, what do you surround yourself when you're at home? Like, what are some of your favorite fragrances? I love candles. So does Jessica. <laughs> what do you have burning at home? They, for me, are, I'll tell you, they, for me, are what a lot of consumers, both men and women, are using for fragrance instead of personal fragrance. What's I love on? the Lullabo candles, some of them. I also am a big Nest fan. Oh, don't you, I just talked about Nest two weeks ago. Isn't the throw on Nest insane? Like it's you don't even have to light nodding. it. She's nodding. Yeah. No, she's nodding. Yes, I am. Thank you. For I am. That. I like. I think that they are a really good candle for the value. Um, Bath and Body Works candles they do are excellent, things. and now that they're opening White Barn stores again, that which are going to be an elevated candle form, more expensive, more expensive fragrance in them. I, they should do fantastically. Okay, so you're obviously a candle lady, but now, but what do you spray on? Like, what are your, are you loyal to Estee I from those? I would say, not at all. <laughs> not, the fact of the matter is that I'm truly a fragrance slut because I work on, I wear whatever I'm working on, and I love what oh. I'm working on, and then when it's done, I love the next thing. <laughs> so I have, um, I guess, love relationships with fragrances that I've done that have been so successful, like Obsession and CK1 and all of those. But um, my favorite fragrance right now is the new Marc Jacobs fragrance called Divine Decadence that's coming out. Mm -hmm. What scent are you most proud of? I don't have a scent. 
that I'm most proud of. I'm going to tell you a couple. I developed a um, scent for a laundry detergent that was primarily used in third world countries. And it was to smell like freedom because the people who were using it were, laundry was certainly a big deal of an effort for them. It dominated a lot of their lives because they would wash in the river mm -hmm. and hang things out. And that was a development that, and it did well, and that was a development that was thrilling to me. And I did it in home visits and met people and saw what they did. They would. And what they, country and what? India, uh, it was sold in and, Brazil. It and was what's sold the name in, of the detergent? Um, Omo. Omo. Mm -hmm. And what does freedom smell like? It smelled like the outdoors, but it had a little bit of apple in it. It had a little, you know, the fragrance like, like ozone that smells like air. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a little bit of that in it. Um, and it just smelled clean and, Fresh and um, wonderful. So that was something that was it, it, I loved doing. But the fragrances... Um, I'm proud of J'adore. It's the third biggest fr smelling fragrance in the world, selling fragrance in the world. I didn't know you worked on J'adore. Yeah, I did. Thank you so much for coming into Fat oh, Mascara. Yeah, this has been it was amazing. Worth the whole subway ride. <laughs> Thanks it. for braving the subway. But don't worry, you smelled good. You brought good smells That's to the good. subway. Listen, good. All right, thanks, Thank Anne. I loved it. To raise a wand. Why are you steel magnolias right now? You've got southern. Okay, <laughs> let's just get into it. It's raise a wand time. Look what I brought. I am raising a wand to this. It's a very gen color. Yes, but it is Neutrogena Moisture Smooth Color Stick. I feel like you always bring empties and I never finish anything. This is, <laughs> I, I think this is the first lip product I've ever finished in my life. It's a, it's a little nub. Yeah, this is my second one. This is my second one. Okay. So what it is is like a chubby pencil balm that twists up. My shade is Rich Raisin. It tastes like juicy fruits. I don't even know <laughs> what's going on in there. But it's it's almost like it just goes on like a chapsticky kind of balm almost, but it has shine and a lot of color payoff for Neutrogena. Mm. Have you tried these? Just put it on your hand. Do like the beauty editor test. Do a little swatch. I'm, I'm going to swatch this, people. So Ooh, I've been... Beautiful shine, nice color payoff, exactly yes. what you said. So I have been doing a lot of traveling with friends and family, and I whip this out, and every time they want to try it, it this color looks good on every everyone. Mm. Rich Raisin is like a... Smells good. It's like a pinky, brownie, bronzy red, and like I've not met a person it doesn't look good on, and then it just tastes good, and you can put it on without looking in the mirror, which I love. So this oh, is a really also, good one. Best part, seven bucks. And you could stick it in your jeans pocket. Okay, I know I sound stupid. What's your razor wand? No, no, you don't sound stupid. I like this one. I actually think I'm gonna get that. Okay, good. I, I think I, my work here is done. I think I really, I'm, I'm gonna get that. Okay. What are you raising a wand to? Okay, so I love it when I feel very inspired by our guests, and I have to try everything. So right now, I'm using the entire Orlando Pita Play line, mm -hmm. the the volumizing line. I haven't used a leave-in conditioner since like 1993. Oh yeah. Like what remember leave-in? I just I just stopped using them. I don't know. Like I started brushing my hair. I didn't have to like <laughs> have my mom like brush it out. Like no, like, more, no tangles. more tangles. Exactly. Oh my god, no more tangles. But so 
I've been using this high, it's called high Orlando P to play high spirited weightless leave-in conditioner. Mm. But I have my own little twist to it, my own little hack, Do Orlando. Tell. Okay. I spray it in my hair before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just like put a little pony in or like a little damp like, hair, dry da- hair. Um, uh, damp, dry, whatever. I'm not okay. that precious. And <laughs> then it kind of gives my hair, and to be fair, I'm have like second day hair, so don't like look for like major right. body hair. But it gives it like a texture and a ropiness. Yes. And like a plumpness that people often look to texturizing sprays for, but then you get that gross, crispy, like, yes. I don't, I hate beach sprays and... They get gritty feeling I don't sticky. like, I hate gritty texturizing sprays. I'm not on that bandwagon that everyone's doing, like, with the texture right. grit sprays. I like this because I get the, the body and the softness and the kind of... Talsaliness. Exactly. The model off-duty hair, if I get, you will. Can you kind of see what yes. it's given I me? I think the word ropey sounds silly, but that actually is what it is. It, like, sections off a little like it would if it were oily, but without the oily scalp. Correct. Exactly. So I put it on my mid-lengths to my ends, go to sleep in, like, a little pony, and then I even just, like, sometimes hit it in the morning with it I again. Wanna, that's a good trick. Softness, no hold, just Give fullness. Here. Give it here. It's all about this... Um, Orlando P to play leave-in conditioner, twenty-eight bucks. A lot. What hair products are going? I mean, if I'm going into QVC mode, what hair <laughs> products are going for now, kids, is like a lot more than that. It smells good. It's too. yeah, it smells really good, and it's just super soft. It's sulfate-free, no animal testing. Love it, and it High looks pretty in your bathroom. Weightless leave-in conditioner. Yeah, obsessed. We mentioned a lot of products and people and places and brands and things in this episode, so. I just want to put it out there. If you want to find out where any of those things are, go to fatmascara.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and at fatmascara for both of those things. And you can also contact us directly by emailing us at info at fatmascara.com. So profesh. So profesh. Thanks for listening, guys. 